This is Alpha Geek Radio. Ish. Playing the music and we're cut off. No audio? Are we go for audio? (laughs) Maybe we should have involved audio in that go, no go. (laughs) I I muted because we're cackling there. All right, here we go. Are Are we go for audio? All right, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Cord Killers Live from Dragon Con 2014! Our mission to report the intel from the front lines of the cord cutting revolution so you can watch stuff you love where you want, where you want, on whatever damn device you choose has taken itself to Atlanta, Georgia. Brian Brushwood, yeah, I'm Tom up, Merritt. Buddy? Hey, man, normally this is the part where I'd say something about the opening clip, but it turns out that the opening clip is our nationwide journey, courteous of our amazing patrons. That's what we call you, amazing patrons. Uh, we are joined today by none other than Fraser Kane of uh, Astronomy Cast. Hey, guys. Thank you for coming all the way to Atlanta just to be on Cord Killers, man. All the way from That's Canada, man. You, you put me on the schedule. Yeah. And I didn't realize that this was the Atlanta show. Well, but I yeah, am we should have told professional. You. No kidding. <laughs> that I, you know, once I realized I had to make the journey. You are the man. Uh, let's get right into it with our primary target. Uh, this week, Google did not buy Twitch. Wow. <laughs> did wow. Not see that coming. Was everybody wrong on that one? Actually, there's a lot of work being a lot of work being done. That's a really stupid way to say people are still rumor mongering. But there's a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> Just, just it's, you can say work. You just got to do the air quotes. Yeah, right. There's a lot of work being done. And I guess it is work, but a lot of people are trying to figure out like what actually happened with Google because apparently there was a deal with Google, and the best reporting that I've seen is that uh, Google wanted a breakup fee in case the antitrust people said, well, you already own YouTube. You can't own Twitch too. And Twitch didn't want to agree to a fee, and so Amazon swooped in and bought Twitch for $97 million in cash. A total of one point one billion dollars in stock, right? I mean, is the uh, is the uh, like based on well, the valuation, like the amount that they bought? Yeah, ninety nine hundred seventy million dollars in cash, and the rest was stock. Yeah. Okay, like, yeah, can we queue up a bunch of pointless speculation from uh, Brian and Tom wondering about Google buying Twitch over the last couple of weeks? Uh, okay, so is that, you know, could we get that video to roll somehow? I I, I, I can't. I cannot. Yes, uh, we can have a highlight reel of how wrong we are. Well, Brian, we don't right, know which, if they're buying them. By the way, we have these very credible reports. If you'd like to see a, a highlight reel of all of our cr- uh, uh, wrong speculation, we suggest you watch uh, episodes one through now. Uh, <laughs> Uh, okay, I can't decide. Uh, uh, number one, I understand this is the right play for Amazon to do something daring and bold. Uh, and uh, you've got some stats about Twitch that make it a compelling buy. What do yeah, you got? Uh, one hour and forty-five minutes spent on the site per day on average by people who view it. I mean, these people turn it on and leave it on. Uh, 1.35% of all downstream traffic in the United States during peak times. And you're probably used to hearing, well, Netflix is 20%, but that puts Twitch in the top five. Like, they, they download a huge number of people, uh, a, a huge number of people download them. Uh, and one year ago, the, Twitch wasn't even equal to headline news in the size of its audience. This summer, Twitch is bigger during primetime hours in the United States than CNN, E, 
or MSNBC, and occasionally it even passes MTV as far as the number of people watching it. Here, uh, let me let me go both ways here. I'm going to start by making a case of why this it is, is late night at Dragon. This Con. is a terrible, <laughs> terrible investment. Uh, now I understand why Amazon wants to do it. They need to make a bold play, but understand and and on the surface I can see how this moment is. The exact same moment as uh, Google buying YouTube. YouTube, of course, was seeing explosive growth, but it was seeing it on the back of pirated, copyrighted content, right? Uh, the case, sure, the no, case no, no, could be made, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, uh, likewise, this is all be- based on. Uh, at the same time, we're watching Twitch begin to crack down on any kind of background music. They started implementing the uh, copyright ID system that will black out the audio 30 minutes at a time, so you're playing a Star Wars game. But if it hears any of the Star Wars soundtrack, it suddenly shuts that all down. Now that doesn't affect the live streaming, but it does uh, affect the content library on there. So we're. we're I think in Amazon's mind, they're thinking, we'll do, this will be our YouTube, we're buying in at something at the height, we'll clean it up, we'll make it copyright neutral, and everything will be fine. The difference is, is that turns out that people really love to make and post videos. YouTube stumbled into an entire new genre with the video blogging world and of, 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 of a new form of content creation or whatever, whereas Twitch is only a scaled down version of watch someone else do a thing, only now they're in the middle of adding all these rules to where if it's an interesting thing that somebody possibly, because right now it's only archived content that they blank out the audio on, you're telling me that's never going to go to live? It's so scary. Yeah. Like freaking, uh, there's a reason YouTube did not roll out and still g- makes you sign a contract every time you do a hangout on air. They're like, you better swear to God you don't play any copyrighted music or else you're out of this program. You're telling me that's not going to come visit on Twitch and you're telling me that's not going to shut this thing down on its appeal right now? Yes. All right. <laughs> well, it, it feels like 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 a no-brainer for Google. Like Google must have just been kicking themselves that they weren't able to pick it up because it because it feels like such a good fit for for what they do on YouTube and all the. I mean, they've already got this enormous capacity to handle all this live stream content, and this is just another kind of live stream content with and then some additional hooks that they could put in to to support different video game systems. You can imagine some ideas. So. It seems like a really natural fit for Google, which is, I'm sure, why you guys were so behind that idea. So it feels like Amazon did it as a defensive move. They just swooped in and, and you know, blocked Google from being able to take this yeah, thing. I, I, and I don't know, it feels like Google could still roll this out. Like, you want Twitch? We'll make Twitch happen at YouTube. Oh, I fully expect to see that because YouTube Live has been kind of floundering. Uh, They've been trying to figure out a better way to do Let's Play videos on YouTube, and there are a lot of people doing it. I mean, biggest biggest non-music act on YouTube, and sometimes the biggest is PewDiePie, who is a video game blogger. So... You know that's that's well, that's gonna happen. YouTube's gonna come out with their Twitch service mm-hmm. for sure. And what if they have some kind of dongle, like something connected with the Chromecast? Like they've already figured out how. Like a way, like if you've got a Chromecast, you can stream from yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Stream from you know some additional plugs you can put into it. And, you know, take your PS3, what's daisy chain some other HDMI into your Chromecast, and then boom, you're you're live streaming out onto YouTube. Like like they've they've figured out every piece of the process. They just haven't got the brand yet. All right. Uh, I, I I don't know. I, I I'm so of two minds. Like uh, the way the only way I see this being a winning move for Amazon is if they leverage their position to essentially do the opposite of what Google did with YouTube. You, you Google uh, immediately overcorrected and played fair 
and uh, and and instituted the copyright ID platform and 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 you know shut down anytime anyone played any copyright music or whatever. The uh, if they do that on Twitch. What's the point of Twitch? Why not use any other streaming platform? I don't, I don't think they'll do it on Twitch. I, I think they're fundamentally different situations. When Google bought YouTube, YouTube was seen as playing videos of television shows that they shouldn't be. And Viacom sued them. And Google overcorrected, not necessarily because they wanted to be good guys, but because they were getting sued by Viacom and they needed to show good faith efforts. Like, no, no, no. We're not building our business on this. That just is something that happened and we're doing everything in our power uh, to correct it. And they're still reacting to that because remember that Viacom lawsuit wasn't settled not that very long ago. Uh, what's going on with Twitch is music related. Uh, they have all at, of the vi video game companies signing off on this saying, yeah, yeah, we, we get the value of this. We want you to do this. It's not, oh, I'm streaming copyrighted content from the video games. I mean, there's some stuff with Nintendo going on, but yeah. most of them are fine with that. It's it's figuring out people playing music in the background. And Emmett Shear is bending over backwards to say, no, no, we don't mean the music in the games. We only mean you're running a radio station while you're doing your game, which people can hear regular songs from Spotify or Pandora. Yeah, but or I think like it's going to get bigger and weirder than, than I think. Like the song, that feels like it's a copyright you know, issue that they'll be able to figure out some kind of proper licensing and get that solved. But what do you do when, if, for example, the advertising they're making from Twitch starts to be more than the video game makers are making from their video games? Like, they're going to want to cut of, course of that will. revenue. Sure. Yeah, and, and so right now, it's kind of like the way Netflix was able to get all that content early on and be able to say, oh, we've got all this content, we've signed all these deals, suckers. Stars. Star, yeah. yeah, right? And they have this great content, super cheap. But then later on, once the companies, the content owners, start to realize what this was worth, they changed the nature of their arrangements. And so right now, Twitch can run all these video games live and free and whatever. You know, yeah, they run into some copyright issues. But what's going to happen when the video game companies really wake up to the potential of this marketplace and start to put their hooks into Amazon and oh, Google I, I mean, and anyone, and, and, right? And the answer is, well, I understand, like, like, they've already done the deals one way. You know, PS3 or PS4 uh, didn't come with a, you know, stream to Twitch option, which I, am I getting that right? Which one? They streamed to Twitch, right? PS4? Yeah. They, they You know, that deal happened one direction because they wanted to get, uh, make it easy for people to share. And so the revenue streaming, if they're like, hey, man, you want us to can you continue to have Twitch be the service of, of choice? Well, then we need to see some, you know, some two-way street on this. And my guess, I wouldn't even be surprised if built into the deals that they have right now is the opportunity to renegotiate and if revenues hit a certain amount that they, uh, that, that the, that the money starts flowing the other direction. Yeah, I, I think the vi I mean, there's no evidence that the video game industry really feels that these Let's Play videos are in are anything but a benefit to them. Uh, and even if Twitch starts making money off them, I, I think what that means to the video game companies is, hey, that that means that it's popular enough to make money off of it, and therefore uh, we are able to sell more video games. And, and th there's just fundamentally a different approach. I don't think that's the biggest part of this story, frankly. I think that's bordering on fear-mongering. I mean, I'm we, good at that. We, yeah. we talked about the whole like Twitch copyright thing previously. Amazon getting them is so much more interesting to me because this is entirely new for them. I mean, yes, they've got Amazon Prime and they've done video and they're doing pilots with like heavily produced things like Netflix, but they've never had any kind of user-generated content uh, 
for video. They've only had things like Goodreads and and I mean, there's a little bit of self-publishing goes on with Audible and obviously Kindle Direct. Holy That's about it. Holy crap! Wrap your mind around this. This is not them expanding into a new space. This is them capturing existing markets. So think, don't think of this as like, oh, now finally uh, Amazon has a foothold in a social community. They're like, guess what? Your social community now automatically watches what video game you're playing and tries to sell it to you over and over and over again. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be easy to buy a video yeah, game a from one. Amazon from Twitch, and and wait, don't oh, no, no, wait, 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 back this up. It's it's annoying enough that I can't uh, that I have to go to incognito mode to search Amazon for certain products, or else I get ads and they're all like, "Hey, man, we know we know you uh, looked for this." I'm going to stop talking. Uh, and uh, take two <laughs> back massager. <laughs> But uh, but but like now it's like uh, you can't turn it off. It's like, hey man, we know you were watching this Call of Duty game. We know you want this old one, and guess what? This old old thing is now re-released at five dollars sale or whatever. I I I, I, I don't know how that's, great that's, that's going to be. That's a whole separate conversation about uh, advertising and tracking. I mean, that's not just Amazon. That's the yeah, entire but, but, internet. Okay, but ne- you're saying right, like no, I right. don't like things on the internet because they track me. And the, sure, but I think that's I think that's a really good point because there isn't like YouTube can't like as you are watching. YouTube videos, they're not like actually digging out the content and then chasing you around the internet. Are you sure you don't want to buy that? You sure you don't want to buy that? Yeah, yeah. I guess they are. You you really enjoyed those the kitten video. Are you sure you you know? Would you like a a kitten? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Again, I think we're going down old rabbit holes here. Like, like, oh, the the, the cookies and the torrents. That's going to be the problem. What's going on here in my mind is that Amazon just bought the next ESPN. Like esports is going yeah. to be it's not even I mean user created videos will be big on Twitch but what Twitch is becoming is the place where you watch pro gaming. No, I, this I, is I, where I, you I, watch I, everything that happens in video games. I don't and agree. I don't agree. I would say of the last You 10 don't think times, people do that on Twitch? Oh no, I, I mean I think clearly they do, but I would say of the last 10 times I've tuned into Twitch, uh, one has been a major announcement where I'm watching along with a bunch of other people's, the other 9 times I'm watching my buddies. And if it's my buddies, they're not buying the ESPN, they're buying MySpace, which uh, which is a social network that can uh, we've seen can get dumped and dropped for another one. But to me that sounds like in the mid 2000s saying Google just bought a bunch of people who make cat videos. No. No, 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 no. Uh, they bought they bought freaking brand share and Viacom's content uh, I, I mean, depending on the argument you make. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, let me ask you guys. Uh, how many of you guys tune in to uh, uh, Hands in the Air if well, you tune I, in to Twitch.tv? Hold on. That's, that's, that's not my point. My point isn't what's happening now. My okay. point is that's what's going to, that's where Twitch is going and it's going to be huge in esports and esports is going to get bigger and bigger. So go ahead and ask your question, but right, I just want to be clear. Right, and what and I'm, I'm, for the for the audience, I here, fully expect everyone to say I don't watch a lot of esports. No, 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 no. I, I, and that's not where I'm headed. Uh, uh, if you ha- first of all, hands in the air if you guys have watched Twitch.tv in the last month, any at any point. Okay, yeah, that's a big Whoa. number. Okay, right, keep your than, hands, keep your 50, hands in the so. air. Keep your hands in the air. Keep your hands in the air. If what you were watching was a personal friend of yours, hands in the air. Okay, most of them went down, so I was wrong. The uh, next subject. All right. <laughs> well, I think, but but. One of the things that I really love about this story and just about Twitch in, in general is how the internet has shown us types of content that people want to consume that the traditional media had no yes. idea. It's like it's what search engines were to you know to content. They suddenly realized that people want to they don't want to read the newspaper, they want to find things. And that was brand new. And so Twitch just demonstrated that no, people legitimately want to watch other people play video games and that you know there could have been television channels 
could have been around for five, ten years that all they did was just show people playing video games, and they would have done great, and nobody figured it out until you had something like Twitch come along and, well, and demonstrate And what's funny about this is what we're seeing is the little subsection on Justin TV that they created because they thought maybe some people would do this, which they then had to spin out as its own thing and then shut Justin TV down and made $1.1 billion selling the little subsection. I'll, I'll tell you what. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest here. I'm going to pull back the curtain. I, th- I think I'm just sore that they shut down Justin.TV. I think I'm pouty <laughs> about that. Is that right? Yeah, is that no, what this I'm is? Really okay, upset. I'm glad we got to the bottom of this. Be, no, yeah, be, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, because essentially what they're doing is 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 what one and, – and again, I guess you, know, I, I t- you do want to have a specific purpose. You do want to have a specific brand. But as a content creator who built his entire live streaming career on an open – ended platform that allowed you to broadcast what you want when you want wherever you were that dream is dead you stream still exists no 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 uh, 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 Justin TV my account is shut down I no longer can transmit from from my app uh, anything that's on twitch.tv has to be uh, uh, I'm talking about justin.tv no but I just said you can still broadcast what you want where you want on Ustream uh, or on YouTube uh, uh, yeah hangouts yeah yeah, you just backed the wrong not horse. The same, not the same. Not the same. Uh, my point is, is that Justin.tv is is where I made my bones, and now they're like, well, new rules. You can only do it if it's. We can't even broadcast cord killers on my Twitch TV account. Right. Like, uh, that sucks. There's the nothing ball. great about that. Go pick something else. Yeah, it's not what All it's right, for. So but if yeah. you're Trump or you're Artosis and you've got millions of people watching you do playthrough videos. Like well, you're you're uh, the next generation. Uh, well, good good for them. I, here's a high five, Old bro. man Brian doesn't play the video games on the Twitch. Yeah, I, 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 you do play video games on the Twitch though. Uh, not anymore. Oh. I, I play them on Meta CDN now. <laughs> I guess that's the other thing too is we're having to pay out of pocket now in order to get the same thing that we used to, and it's because I mean whatever. Uh, congratulations, assholes. <laughs> Title. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, you know who we should uh, congratulate? Assholes. Ourselves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ourselves. Uh, well, specifically, <laughs> I think you're talking about. <laughs> no, I was going to say we congratulate ourselves because we have convinced people to support this show. Oh my gosh. 1,952. We're so close to my dream of having over 2,000 bosses. I told Bonnie once, I said, someday I'm going to quit this job, and hopefully I'll have a job with 1,999 more bosses than this job. And she said, where did that accent come from? Yeah, that was uh, weird. And uh, lo and do, behold, we, do we have any of our bosses in the audience? Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you. We love it when you call us your bosses. Oh, that's fantastic. We thank you guys. Patreon.com slash cordkillers is what makes this show possible. Thank you guys. Time now for some signals intelligence. This yep. is uh, the section about the streaming services you can use. And this one actually involves a little hardware, but it's mostly about Amazon and Netflix. Uh, 4K, which we're going, we're, we're in that awkward phase of 4K. The voice is changing. Uh, it has... <laughs> Has a hard time controlling its impulses, uh, but it is it is it is maturing. Uh, you can now, starting in October, get 4K Amazon Prime uh, streaming, as well as in Europe they're adding 4K Netflix, Walkie TV, Chili, and Maxdome to Samsung televisions. Uh, Netflix has been streaming in 4K in the U.S. since April, which most of you forgot, if you ever did know. Uh, and Samsung began 4K broadcast in April with Korean cable provider CJ Hello Vision. This is all like, kind of like, yeah, I can't afford a 4K TV anyway, but it, it is that point where 
we start to see some actual content. Now, I remember when this happened with high-definition television, it was the Discovery HD Theater. It was, uh, you know, um, Mark Cuban's HD Net. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, like, like enthusiasm for the very yeah. idea of high-definition television was so high out of the gates that literally setting up a camera in a cornfield to watch the sunrise yeah. was content for exactly. an hour. Now, think about this. The, the equivalent to 4K is online streaming services. It's Netflix, it's Amazon, it's Milwaukee. Those are the first to be available for you to watch in 4K. Yes. Uh, and last. Wait, oh, oh, you think 4K is going nowhere? No, no, no. I just think, like, like are they going to s- deliver them on discs? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, no, I see. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. You're saying right. physical media is dead. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, Agreed. like, you know, we're not going to have another physical media. We're going to just have it all just delivered streaming electronically. I, I feel like the rush to 4K is 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 tepid but necessary, which also could be the title of the show. Tepid <laughs> uh, but necessary. I'll tell you what. Let's try another experiment. Everyone, raise your hands to the extent that you're excited about 4K content. <laughs> it's a very low number. <laughs> uh, I I do, however, believe 4K will be an important middle step uh, along the way to. And we've talked about this before. I have a friend of mine who's now like a, a vice president over at uh, an unnamed Hollywood company who says that the buzz is all about the uh, the ultra um, uh, high dynamic range television. Uh, and and uh, uh, well, ultra HD is another name for 4K. Uh, so. Well, no, no, ultra, no, 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 uh, not high definition. Uh, uh, HDR, high dynamic range, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and so the idea is, you know, when when they show, not that you want to be blinded by the actual sun, but but imagine going and it was so realistic that when the sun came out, you squinted. Like that stuff in every tech demo that they've done, people are like, I can't see the difference between 2K and 4K, but it's like, I know I ain't never seen nothing like that before. And it's a technology that they can retroactively go in and introduce. And so we're going to see televisions that are taking advantage of this. However, a prerequisite to give this kind of ultra lifelike experience means we got to move to 4K, which nobody cares about, in order to get to this uh, high dynamic range television, which people I think will care about. And I'm, I'd be curious to find out why people don't care about 4K, because people don't care about HD in the early days either. Mostly it was because... Oh, no, I disagree. How many guys... Okay, raise oh, your hand. Hold on, hold on. Oh, let me finish, let me finish right. here, Ross Perot. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I got... I, I, I'm talking about 1999, 2000. People said, yeah, HD, that's great. I can't watch any content, and it's way too expensive. Uh, and there were there were people who were like, what are you talking about? This is great. I'll pay any amount of money. And there are people talking about 4K in that same way. But most people are like, nah, can't really watch that. Yeah, them. but it's it's just a, it's a question of cost. I mean, you can go out and you can buy an HDTV that's reasonably sized for a couple of hundred dollars now. And so when the price of the 4K TVs come down, then you'll buy one because that'll just be like, yeah, I'll just bring the $800 instead of the... $500 to get the I, 4K I disagree TV. with both of you. I uh, because the cost is lower to make the jump to 4K. You can get a 4K television for under $500 and the enthusiasm uh, yeah. No, no, no. Have you not have you guys not seen the 4K uh, cuz I was going to buy one as a as a computer monitor. Go to amazon.com and uh, uh, what's that? Oh, you could yeah, you yeah, can okay, uh, you okay. buy a high sense so, technically 4K TV. Okay. For, yeah. Whoa, whoa. All Sorry, right. professor jerks a lot. Uh, th- uh, <laughs> 
here's my point: is that is that the the excitement was higher despite the cost being. Actually, higher. I got I got a better I got a better example for you. Okay, all right, a wait, Samsung yeah. 60 hertz uh, smart LED 40 inch 4K for a thousand. Yeah. Uh, wow, 40 inch. Yeah, that's yeah. Big. And that's right. like, and so, we're still on the on the cutting edge of this. Okay, so so here's my point: is the barrier to entry is lower. And yet the excitement is lower. Whereas back in the HD days, yeah, it was a huge barrier of entry to get in, and yet people were still buying it, and they were watching sunsets on cornfields because yep. they were so excited about it. Nobody's right. doing that. Does with it, doesn't I will, matter. Doesn't I, no, matter. I will concede that. I will concede that people are definitely less excited about 4K than HD. I think you've, yeah, I think you've made matter. that point. Still, would you say their response is tepid but necessary? I would say <laughs> it was it's both tepid but also necessary. Yeah, yeah I mean, they're all going to switch to it. You're going to go into the... Best Buy or Costco, if people still go shop there, and and say, you know, I want a TV. Well, do you want the 4K or do you want the HD? And you people, because it's an extra fifty dollars, and people. Because because to me, the point here is like, it's not about the level of excitement, but 4K will become the TVs that everybody buys. Yes, that that is definitely. And I find it fascinating that the first type of content delivered is not through Direct TV on HDNet. It is not Discovery HD Theater. It's it not. is Netflix and Amazon Prime. That's and a very good point. I think that's point. very telling about the direction of the kind of content that we're going to get. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Well, that's no good. Let's move on to Gear Up then. <laughs> uh, Gear Up is our segment where we talk about hardware, the kind of hardware you can use to watch the, the television shows that you want where you want. And uh, TiVo just came out wi- with a box that sort of wins the cord-cutting war temporarily. It's called the Romeo OTA. OTA stands for Over the Air. It's 49 bucks. Uh, so it's half the price of a Roku or the price of the base model Roku, if you want to look at it that way. Uh, has four tuners, 500 gigabytes of storage. Uh, 5,000. No, that's a typo. Oh, typo. It's 500 Sorry. gigabytes. Uh, <laughs> <terabytes>. <laughs> thank you for making <laughs> sure that my typo was public, even though I corrected it on the fly here. I'm editing it right now. <laughs> okay, fine. See, it says 500. Oh, 500 gigabytes. Hey, 500 gigabytes. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> uh, four tuners, 500 gigabytes, uh, compatible with the TiVo Stream. Uh, and does Wi-Fi. The difference between it and the uh, $300 one, which I bought, which is the only other TiVo that has over-the-air capability, is that that more expensive TiVo had cable card slots. This one has no cable card slots. It also doesn't support the TiVo Mini. But they're saying it's available in a limited edition at Best Buy. I don't know what that means. But that, they're I, like testing the market. That's what it sounds uh, like. To be honest, I think it's a smart thing. I think less is more. I think that we've seen a huge response with the Chromecast. All it does is take what's on your gizmo and put it up on the thing, you know, give or take. This is a case where it's like, we know you got Netflix. We know you got a Roku box. We know you got X, Y, or Z. It's like, uh, uh, let us capture all that over-the-air stuff and take care of that for you. So you think this is a good reason to keep over the air around longer? Oh, no. Get rid of it. It's stupid. <laughs> oh, now you're just, just baiting <laughs> It's a him. waste of bandwidth. <laughs> but for somebody in reality right now who's cutting the cord, who has bandwidth issues or whatever, I think this sounds like a fantastic why, so why, solution. So why is it limited edition? That's that's the part that puzzles me. Because, yes, this is great. This is what we all wanted TiVo to do, and it's a, an excellent buy. Uh, TiVo's interface isn't perfect these days because the apps can be weird, uh, but the TiVo interface with the guide is great, and it's definitely the best over the air tuner that I've used. It's just been really expensive until now. Why not just say, yeah, we're coming out with this thing. Because, Kick, uh, you know, enjoy. Because, because uh, now, number one, uh, uh, within TiVo, there, if, there's a th- if, if there is a $300 product and some part of the team said, hey, we bet everybody really just wants this $49 part. The sections of the team that are like, uh, we t- uh, bro, uh, let's not 
undercut this $300 part. And then the other part's like, no, but we really think we can make it up in volume. Uh, we're like, this is the compromise you do. Is well, let's do a limited release and see how this goes. I don't know if it's different teams, but I'll buy that. Yeah, I, I mean, the, it's a, it's different test, parts yeah. of the same organism, right? right? It would it, it is a political move to say this is the future, and then you go all the way forward. But if it's like mm, we think this might be the future, then you, then you release just that one thing. So yeah. you need a separate antenna to go with it. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's pretty typical. I would say you just replace whatever antenna you have, or just attach well, it to a different thing. Well, if you've got an antenna, you can plug it into this. It's mm-hmm. just a standard. Jack and record your TV shows live. Uh, By the way, four tuners for all of you guys who can name four over-the-air shows that you would watch it once simultaneously, or even care about, or even pretend like you were going to get around. Maybe honestly, for fifty bucks, yes, please, four tuners because I will never have a conflict. Well, exactly, Exactly. and and that's what they're really doing at that point. Is I think what TiVo's worried about is the cable companies because where they've been making all their money, according to the earnings report, is from the cable companies. Uh, TiVo subscriptions rose by a third to 4.8 million in the second quarter of July. So those of you who are like, hey, uh, you know, who cares about TiVo anymore? They're actually doing well. And it's because of cable TV partners like Virgin Media in the UK, Ono in Spain, Comhem AB in Sweden, uh, that they're able to continue to go forward as a company. And if they put out a successful no cable card product, that's going to piss off Actually, all the partners. I, t- I take back all my points before, and I concede your point, because that's definitely what it is. When when they've got that kind of uh, a whale on the hook, they're not going to screw with that. That's why it's a limited release. Hey, uh, real quickly, we have t-shirts uh, from the Night Attack place. Uh, Night Attack, and, and we got Diamond Club t-shirts. They're all available over here. 15 bucks for a shirt, uh, three for $30. If you, uh, We may have a few left over. These are, uh, every year we do one run of shirts. They're limited edition. We never do them again. Uh, the leftovers will be sold at uh, nsfw.scamstuff.com. It's a little secret kind of Diamond Club place. And uh, all the money goes to me. So that's great. That's good. No, uh, yeah. actually, keep uh, it, it goes to me and Justin, and then we uh, we buy drinks for Tom. So it's all it's a meritocracy. It works out, yeah. <laughs> it's a meritocracy, and that Tom gets all the drinks. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's move on to under surveillance. Uh, these are things you can watch on the services that you can subscribe to. Uh, Amazon is greenlighting another batch of TV kid pilots. Uh, things like the Stinky and Dirty Show, Buddy Tech Detective, Nico and the Sword of Light. Table 58, Just Add Magic, about friends who find an old cookbook with magical recipes. Uh, Those are good. We can talk about why Amazon's adding kids' shows, and I think it's important to do so. But I'm more excited that Patrick Warburton has made a deal with Sony Television to shoot a pilot for The Tick to try on Amazon. So excited about We might. That. Well, we're definitely going to get one more episode of The Tick. Maybe uh, more. <laughs> one more. Like the pilot. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell yeah. you what, man. Patrick Warburton has been amazing to watch because in one moment, he went from being, you know, putty on Seinfeld to he became The Tick. And he's stayed The Tick ever since. Every time I ever hear him on anything, he's The Tick. Yeah, I uh, I was a huge fan of the animated version of The Tick. Uh, I was a huge fan of the, uh, the video version. Amazon pilots, even the ones they pick up, have not been terribly successful. In, and I'm not going to say the tick's going to be their house of cards, but uh, <laughs> you know, could it be their? Could it be better than their Arrested Development? Maybe. Uh, you know what? I'll be happy if it's their BoJack Horseman, which is already approved for more seasons. Yeah. But I mean, the the other story about them greenlighting the kids' shows is pretty smart too. I mean, yeah, oh, absolutely. Brilliant, right? Brilliant, brilliant. I mean, like. What a way to keep people in your ecosystem. You know, my kids just 
run the shows they like on Netflix again and again and again, and they're just like burning a hole in the Netflix. So have, have you noticed like a, a I don't get Amazon? I guess you're a full cord cutter, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, mm, I forget when it was. I think I was turning on Cartoon Network at a hotel because I'm a grown ass man, uh, and uh, I was astonished at how much of the advertisement was for Amazon Originals. Have you guys? I guess you haven't seen that. Has have any of you guys? We, don't, we can't, the, we can't the, get Amazon TV in Canada, so yeah. All right. Uh, I have to say, it is entirely the right thing to do to go after children's programming. Netflix has a lot, but Amazon Prime has been doing a great job of developing original programming. It's proved to be pretty popular. Uh, current children's shows coming in the months ahead. Tumble Leaf comes on September 5th, Creative Galaxy on October 3rd, and Anadroids on October 30th. So if you're looking for that kind of stuff for your kids... Uh, you might want to look at the Amazon Prime. Uh, and what's funny is it's not, uh, for the record, you're not looking for it for your kids. You don't care what your kids are watching. If you're tired of your kids complaining about how they've watched everything on Netflix, guess what? There you go. You'll have, you know, add Amazon Originals. Let's move up to the front lines. Uh, these are some other stories in the news that we want to give at least 60 seconds of attention to. Uh, I'll start us off. Netflix dropped $2 million to get access to the first season of The Blacklist which will show up for U.S. users September 7th. Now, I get the blacklist has got a cult following, and that's a smart acquisition, but $2 million, that's the most they've paid for anything, apparently. Uh, I, I'm going to agree. For a show? I mean, how much do they pay for House of Cards? Well, for uh, for an acquisition, I should right. say. I, I just the clarify. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was uh, just realized that I can't find oh, my timer, timer app. Yeah. Okay. So, um, uh, so we're just going to have to wing it. Yes. We're going to have to estimate. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done, Zach. <laughs> Zach Holder in the audience. By the way, quick round of applause for Zach. And that's the, all, all the time we have for that story. <laughs> uh, uh, hey, man, YouTube can now queue videos to Chromecast from its web page. Not only that, but you can now cast whole playlists. Now, explain this to me. Does this mean that it still has to go through your computer uh, just like the, 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 the Chrome add-on did? Or yeah, it just means you, you can queue stuff. Okay. You didn't used to be able to do that from the you web page. You had to individually do Oh, my gosh, yeah. no. And as a matter of fact, the moment you just said that, I had flashbacks to realizing why I never used my Chromecast with my kids is because I was like, I had to come back. In fact, uh, my six-year-old discovered Bill Nye the Science Guy, and she uh, – uh, uh, wait, already? I'm no, that's from ex- the previous oh, one. Oh, from the previous one. Okay. Uh, uh, she discovered Bill Nye the Science Guy, and, of course, there's a billion old pirated copies of it on, on YouTube, and she loved each one, but I had to come back every 20 minutes and reset mm. it up on the Chromecast for her to watch it on the screen. So that's huge. So you right, can just make you a can, Bill Nye playlist. Somebody already queue. has. So, like, right now, you can watch a video. You can put it on your Watch It Later queue, and that's a playlist, and playlists will play on the Chromecast, won't they? Uh, playlists will play on the Chromecast from some places, but apparently they couldn't uh, play from the web page before, and now you can. So, congratulations to all of you with six-year-olds who just discovered Bill Nye the Science Guy and wanted to play pirated copies of it on YouTube. <laughs> Perfect. Netflix will launch an original series in French late next year. Marseille follows Mayor Robert Taro, who has been in office 25 years and is facing off against an ambitious young politician. Netflix calls it a tale of power, corruption, and redemption, yeah. except in French. Uh, and this is part of them. You know, they're launching in the next couple months in but, France and all across Europe. But I'm assuming they're just going to dub it. No, this is for France. Well, I understand, right. but, you know. No, they're shooting it in French. But, the, but then they'll dub it in well, English. Okay. In English, right? Maybe. Also. It's their also. it's it's House of Cards for the France no, market. Yeah, but, yeah. Right, but I'm saying like like right now there's lots of content that you can watch on Netflix and you can just watch it in, you know, you can either watch it in Japanese or you can watch it in English. Sure. Right? Okay. So so then they just make it available to all the countries at the same time. Oh, I imagine they might. Like yeah. they're not just going to restrict it only to to French. <laughs> I feel like a, a House of Cards in France would be like sex, corruption, Eh, whatever. 
Yeah, I, th- I thought the interesting thing here was that they're actually spending money creating an original for a particular country they're launching it, which they haven't really done, mm-hmm. I don't think. Uh, now, number one, I do I do agree. I think both of you guys are right, and I think it's a remarkable story in both regards. I think that uh, it's remarkable that they're launching in an Engli- uh, language other than English, and I and I think it's the hidden story that it's almost a done uh, – you can almost take it to the bank that they'll probably – the next announcement will be the celebrities who are doing the dubbing mm-hmm. to bring it to you. Well, it's yeah. like Lily Hammer. Lily yeah. Hammer was their first original, half of it's dubbed, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Take it away, Brian oh, Rushman. Uh, Canada's Cable Giants. This one's for you. I feel, oh. I feel like actually you should read this one. It's for Canada's Cable Giants. All right, so Rogers and Shaw, which both suck, <laughs> uh, <laughs> are, some Canadian are launching a subscription-based service available only to its internet or TV subscribers for $9 a month starting in November. Uh, sign me up. Uh, wait, wait, that's fast. Um, like, uh, what what kind of cord cutter is just like those guys suck? Take my money. <laughs> <coughs> well, I don't have their their television. Do you have their internet? Yeah. Then you can get but, it. But, yeah. but you would. But you, you would. have to have their internet. If well, you're on a different internet. There's uh, only two. Then you're you're great. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, you're yeah. Socialism works. <laughs> <laughs> you got two choices, bro. <laughs> But if you're on the wrong choice, <laughs> then you can't get like, the like show me. Does it work with Rogers? It works with Rogers does and Shaw. Does it work Shaw. with Shaw? But there are other ISPs. That is my internet service provider. But there are other ISPs besides yeah, Rogers. Hey, okay. man, Netflix didn't win any Emmys during the primetime ceremony. Out of 31 nominations, they took home seven of the Emmys given away at the Creative Arts Academy this week before. Last year, David Fincher won a primetime Emmy for Best Directing, and we all know this means the end of cord cutting. <laughs> Yep, it's done. Netflix is out of the race now. Cosmos uh, won a bunch. Well, okay, do you wait. think it was a backlash against... No. I mean, because Orange is the New Black was very popular, and it got all the nominations, but... Uh, first of all, neither Orange is the New Black Season 2, nor But this is House for Season 1. Okay, whatever. Neither. Uh, first of all, none of those, all of them were a decrease in quality compared to House of Cards last year. House of Cards was truly exceptional and wonderful. None of those contenders were nearly as good, and it's right that they didn't get the awards. There you go. They, they sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Mushwood said so. Uh, Someone didn't win an Emmy this year. I feel like... I'm, I'm just saying, hacking the system was snubbed. <laughs> we weren't even invited. <laughs> I, I kind of think it was a backlash, in I a think, way. I think, I, you, I think you make a fair point that the quality may have been a drop-off, too. But I, I don't think it was such a drop-off that it should have eliminated them from possibly winning an award. You have to look at what else did win awards, obviously. But I think there was some enthusiasm to give House of Cards in its first season. Like, hey, this is really good and it's Netflix, it's disruptive, that's cool, that's attractive. And then the next year it's like, yeah, we don't want to just be giving stuff to the online people because they're online. And it's a little bit of a reverse I, I, I wouldn't have felt bad if they gave Orange is the New Black uh, an Emmy because it was exceptional as in, in different, but uh, but definitely House of Cards really took a hit. And maybe, you know, who knows? We, I know we have fans over at that show. Um, I assume you guys are setting up an even more amazing season three that's better than the season two. All right, we're going to uh, skip on screen, uh, first of all, because Brian's been traveling so much he hasn't watched uh, a lot of things, uh, and I'm going to talk about the things I watched in Spoiler in Time at the very end of this panel, and we also want to leave some time to take some Q&A from the audience, but Fraser, uh, I don't want to cut you out. Is there anything in particular that has really been... Because you always give us great suggestions. Oh, you, yeah, you've been so, stuff. Right, so I've been, I've been letting Netflix choose my shows to watch, and I've, like literally, like Netflix, I trust you. Where are we going to go next? And uh, so it had me watch Death Note, which is anime, and I'd never seen that before, and I just loved the hell out of this. 
Um, it's a so great anime, and um, and then I also watched Sword Art Online, which which I watched with my kids, and they they really loved it, and I really enjoyed it too. So Sword Art Online, Death Note, two animes that I've been that we've been kind of powering through. Excellent. All right, uh, we're going to take some dispatches from the really close to the front. Actually, right literally here in the front of the room. We've got a microphone. Uh, we've got a up. microphone. Just come right on up. If you I guys know there was questions. one guy back there waving his arm earlier, and this is your he chance. He got frustrated. If he he was like, Screw oh, he these took guys. off. All right. I'm out of here. Uh, so, anybody who's got a question, uh, first please. come, first serve. We have about uh, 15 minutes left, and then we got to talk about what we're watching. We'd love to hear from you guys. If you've ever uh, wanted to write an email or had a question for us, just come on up, get in the line, and uh, ask away. Hello, sir. Hello. Who are you? Uh, who am I? I? I'm Rick from Colorado. That's who I am. Uh, Are you sure? <laughs> maybe. Uh, um, uh, I, my question is, am I a bad guy for running back to the ex-girlfriend of Comcast Cable uh, in April? No. I don't, th- I don't think you're a bad guy on the face of it. Why did you run back? Um, internet, runs. and then I had a cable card slot in my computer that was just collecting dust and I wanted to use it again. <laughs> well, you're not a bad person, exactly. But, you know, but, maybe you could And the only thing I do watch uh, live you know is sports. Yeah. Wait, real quick. Uh, I uh, Here's how you tell if you're a bad person. I'm going to ask you three questions. Are you watching what you want? Yes. Are you watching when you want? Yes. Are you watching on the device you want? Sometimes. Oh. <laughs> oh. And I almost had a thing there. Yeah, that was, that was close. It's, it's, it's tough. Like, like, as a you know, I'm a cord. I'm a total cord cutter, and so part of that is that I'm not able to really watch all the latest stuff, just because I, you know, I, now nine dollars, I'm on board. Um, but uh, but so for me, I just I'll just when I'm in the mood to watch a show, I will go to Netflix or I'll go to you know YouTube or any of those sources, and I will pick from the vast store of human content and watch a thing that entertains me. And so once you stop. Once you get off that treadmill and stop having to like, oh, it's time for Game of Thrones and everyone's watching, so I gotta watch it too. Uh, Although I will say, there's something freeing. to be said for that whole experiencing it and being no, part of that moment with everyone. For sure, for sure. But I think you can remain fully entertained with the amazing resources that are out there. Which, now. which, by the way, for the record, there's a loophole on the whole Game of Thrones scenario, and I, I tweeted about this, but nobody really picked up the ball on it. The moment HBO Go is incredible because it releases the the show at the same time simultaneously online as on cable, which, as far as I know, is the only one that does that. However, you can actually skip right to the end. Of the the mo- so everyone else everyone watching live uh, is is watching Game of Thrones and you could jump the moment it launches to the end spoil grab it. some screen grabs make some quote unquote hilarious memes <laughs> and be the most hated and famous person on the internet for exactly forty minutes. Wow, I can't believe anyone's not taking you up on well, that. Well, I even I told everyone on Twitter somebody should do this, and when you do it. Um, it's one of the rare signs of restraint the internet has shown. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, but yeah, to answer your question, I don't think it's a moral issue of going back to cable uh, and doing something. If, if it suits your needs and, and it's in your budget, then yeah, why not? And, and most of the stuff is available online, on demand, and they're doing the live streaming stuff through Comcast. We get it, Rick. You're absolved. Mm-hmm. Get out of here. Rick go, Foster, Go in peace, Rick. <laughs> Yes, sir. Two Hail Marys. <laughs> what's up, guys? Uh, I'm Reggie from Atlanta. I'm hey, Reggie. your bosses. Woo! Thank you, boss. Um, what's up? Um, first, I'll say I'm not a cord killer. I'm more of a cord augmenter. 
augmenter. Okay. Um, Wait, you make you, you work for the cord industry? Absolutely. We make some fabulous stuff out of unicorn gears and mithril. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I work for Monster. No, I don't work for Monster. Um, my question wow. is, um, given all the different services, you've got Hulu Plus and Amazon and Netflix and all this stuff, how close do you think we are to to the big giant cable runners realizing that despite despite the fact that they don't want to be dumb pipes, they are dumb pipes? I think um, they I think they already know. I think they all know right now. I think everything we're it's seeing It's a rear think, guard action. I think every legal year action you're seeing is part of a budget meant to uh, put up a front and meant to slow things down just enough so they can get the content deals worked out on the back end. Um, and I think in the meantime uh, the, the marching orders are poke around on the side, see what people respond to, take some high-risk gambles that maybe will explode in limited markets or whatever. But I think they all already know. I think, uh, what, five years? I think five years. We're looking at a whole but, different but is, landscape. But, I mean, is it a Gordian knot that they can untie? That they've got all of these, you know, uh, local markets that, they've, that are paying for rights and the content's got to flow. And so how can they shut these people off and go online only without sort of cutting all these people away and all the advertising and all that? So, I mean, are they just going to be fighting with this knot until they okay, all yeah. and, 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 It's a tricky and, dance. That yeah, and how that much of trying. it is, is contract deals? I mean, a lot of the panels I've gone through over the past weekend, you see, you hear all of the talent talk about, oh, well, the, the network or the, the studio has these contract deals with releasing things online and releasing things to the to the cable networks. So how how long before we get all of that Never. finally well, that, all that's, that's, that's a complicating factor. Yeah. That's definitely a complicating factor. I know that the music industry is just now, not even fully, getting to the point where your online deal is included in the negotiation from the beginning. And for a long time, a lot of artists were running into the problem of like, oh, I'm not getting any money for online sales, so I'm going to resist online sales because you know that was not part of my deal. And the record label is just selling the money and keeping selling the albums and keeping all the money. And so TV and video movies, they've got to go through some of that. I think because music went through it, it might be a little faster. And I think the bigger complexity is the fact that the cable companies don't want to undermine the existing market faster than they have to because so many people are keeping cable for one reason or another uh, that you're going to see things like Show Me that Rogers and Shaw are doing more often and Comcast has their own Xfinity On Demand type of service it, it isn't online only but I wouldn't be terribly surprised to see a version of it go online only I know they've tried to develop I'll tell you where the most insidious parts of the and I love that imagery of the Gordian knot because you could get most of a knot out and get most of the use of a cord and still have little bits of it uh, tangled in there and like I think about like uh, li music life licensing deals and I think about the fact that people write in saying Supernatural was awesome when it was over the air because we were hearing classic rock played it's crappy and embarrassing on Netflix because it's fake ACDC that they're playing and they have to go back and re-put in uh, royalty free music and all that stuff that stuff is going to take a long time to get smoothed out if ever there may be these vestiges 20 years from now where it's like you will never see this original version because this original for the old stuff yeah yeah, yeah yeah you're right but I mean this this thing with Sean Rogers uh, may they die in a fire um, in Canada my condolences <laughs> he what, means the infrastructure obviously yeah but yeah, the so, people so all they're going to offer jobs. me nine dollars a month for like what is this all I can eat television on demand well it's Netflix so sure, it's not but, all you can eat sure but I mean, then, it's all well, you right, but it's then, all you can eat of a small otherwise buffet. I'd be paying a hundred dollars a month to Shaw for that 
for television for cable, and it's and I would have to have a PVR to record this stuff. So how how on earth are they going V as oh, in sorry. video Pabst Blue Ribbon? How 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 are they going to be able to offer a, what is a hundred dollar service that? Well, because a hundred dollar service gives you a whole lot more. That's going to be the argument, right? What Show Me is going to have is fourteen thousand television shows and a couple thousand movies, and what. What what you get with your DVR in the regular service is everything broadcast that day from everybody, which is a significant amount more. All right, we're short on time. Let's take a more question. Hi, who are you? Hi, my name is Zan, and um, longtime listener of like all your podcasts. And I have a quick backstory, and then my question. Um, my backstory is that I am currently employed with a nine to five job, and I am naturally very nocturnal. So now that I can watch everything I want all the time. How do I turn it off and go to bed? Oh, my God. Uh, to be honest, uh, this is no lie. This is why I never, I, I, not since high school, I've never had a television in my room. Because I used to be like, oh, I'll watch TV and fall asleep to it. That's something that people do. Uh, and I was never able to, which is why I switched over to audiobooks. And I, fall, I, mm. I could fall asleep listening to an audiobook, though. Because it's like I would, I would lay there and I'd put it on the most boring crap. And I'd be all like, hey, you know, isn't it hard to tie a shoe? And my eyes will pop open against my will. I'm like, oh, it really is hard. Uh, <laughs> and then I'll try to go back to. Yeah, um, I don't know. Put it on network television. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we Good get, we get so, many, so many people who tell us. I don't know if you guys get this email that they listen to us before they go to sleep at yeah, night. Yeah, I do. Like the first time I came and, and saw you live, Tom Merritt, yeah. a few years ago, um, like, and I met you briefly at the eternal members party and i was i felt like i was staring at you awkwardly because i'm so used to hearing your voice as i fall asleep because part of the reason i first started listening to podcasts was because i could fall asleep listening to it and then in the morning i'd get up and on my drive like i would just start the podcast where i fell asleep the night before so just the sound of your voice is making me a little bit sleepy but i'm over it now that's that's really the the service we provide we think we're entertaining people we're really putting them to sleep to be honest i think we're going about this all wrong i feel like we're like hello lovelies welcome to court killers (laughs) we just thought we'd slip into bed with you and send you off to dream (laughs) how would you guys like to talk about over the air broadcasts (laughs) thank you for your question Hello, Hello, sir. Um, by the way, my favorite cryptic is Ogopogo. Oh, yes, that's a good one. Crossover, <laughs> different panel. Um, how far, how far do you think we are to a mechanical royalty situation where you could watch whatever you want and just, you know, send some money? And uh, we, we we've talked about this before, and of course, mechanical royalties are you could do in uh, music by uh, you know anyone could cover anyone else's music, and they just have to pay an automatic or mechanical royalty. Mm-hmm. Um, but as and we talked about, there's been mechanical royalties in radio for performance, but not for copyright. Right. Yeah. Uh, I imagine. I mean, the answer is uh, I think it's that same Gordian knot. I think that effectively we will get most of the kinks worked out in the next five years. I think... Uh, I don't know uh, if that one ever gets worked out. Uh, but 100%, I, I think there's going to be things that get lost in the shovel. Well, I think. and the problem with that, it requires a legal change, right? Yeah. You have to have somebody... Or, or it could be done voluntarily, but it has to be everybody agreeing... Uh, either to change the law or to create a voluntary system that everybody's going to participate in, that I can I can stream any video I want from a service and all I have to do is pay a mechanical royalty. It, it used to be that way for cable television. You used to be able to rebroadcast anything under a mechanical royalty. And in 1996, they changed the law in the U.S. saying, yeah, 
that's still the law, but then the broadcaster can, can decide to withdraw from that law and charge you uh, to rebroadcast. And, of course, that's what they all and do. And keep now. in mind, it's not just the legal side of things also. There's the commercial side of things. A big part of, you know, as perverse as it sounds, we celebrate the fact that Hulu has so many ads because it means a lot of people are paying to have content on Hulu. You which celebrate means, uh, Well, you know, not, when you, not when you're paying for Plus. That's totally dumb. Uh. Uh, but uh, but w- with companies like Nielsen, uh, they they have to track for a view to count. It means every viewer has to see the same episode, the same version of the same episode. Which means if there's licensed music in the broadcast one, but not licensed music in the other one, you can't count that as the same. They also have to see the same ads in the same order at the same time to the same demographic and the same device. Which and all that stuff. If there were a mechanical royalty that worked, obviously they'd be like, we don't care when you watch it, we're going to get a royalty. But you're, I just don't see that ever being financially compelling enough for them to give up the advertising model or the sales Right, but model. you can imagine it being being everywhere in between. I mean, it's really just a technology problem. So, you know, if you decide that your piece of content needs to be played with advertising for this amount for, for advertising, or a person can rent it for this amount, or a person can buy it for that amount, and then you let that content out, as long as that's somehow reinforcing on the content... There's no technical reason why this all can't be yeah. done. It's just implementing, you know. And I and and back to that Gordian knot. I really feel like, like they're not going to be able to figure this out. That we're going to see the organic stuff, the organic media like Netflix, things like that, that are created online only, that are able to crack it because they just don't have any of this stuff holding them back as they move forward. Yeah. No. No. Because what would be awesome is to have like a universal media card that you pay and somebody else does the, you know, the the resolving of who gets what. What money for? You're 100 percent right. You know what else would be awesome? Hoverboards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Hey, we only have a few minutes left. What do you say? We take a little bit of time and do some spoiler. Well, well, let's let's wrap up Cord Killers, right? Oh wait, we have to yeah. finish the official show. So thank you, Fraser Kane, award-winning podcaster as of today. Actually, a second award, but the first solo win. Congratulations. Yeah. Always a pleasure. Universe uh, Today, yeah. obviously, one of your podcasts. Yeah, and uh, Astronomy Cast. And Astronomy Cast. And uh, check out HeroX.com because that's pretty cool, too, and that's where Fraser works. Uh, anything else to let people know before we go? No. Uh, follow, de- definitely check out the videos we're doing on Universe Today. This is what we won the uh, the Parsec Award for is our Guide to Space videos. Oh, my God. They're so good. Thank so you. super polished. So high-end. Uh, uh, so as good as... Anything uh, I can afford. Uh, well, no, but I'm, I'm going to tell you what, man. Think, wrap your mind around this. Like the production quality of your program is in every uh, visually objective measure superior to that of Cosmos in 1980. You know, it's like uh, it's. It, I mean, wrap your mind around the democratization yeah, of this. Absolutely. Now all of a sudden, like you yeah. are able with your production budget and your time to create something as good, and they're so they pop and they're so they're in, they're out, they're delightful. I've been showing them to my daughter, and and thanks for everything you do, man. Great. Thank, thank you, Fraser. Uh, thank you, everyone, here at Dragon Con in Atlanta, Georgia. Give yourselves a big round of applause. <laughs> you guys are the best. Cordkillers.com, cordkillers at gmail.com. And uh, thanks to our patrons. We'll see you next time. Junk, 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 junk,